0: Block
1: Talk Radio What's up family? What's good? Hey Why well, y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup, we ready to do this? Nah I man, everybody's running late
0: Are you serious? Yes And I hope they make it Oh they make it, they may be late but they'll make it They better make it because we've got a lot to do my
1: folks to, friends listen to, these words.
0: Tonight is a Thursday night, June the 4th, 2020. The time is currently 9.34 p.m. We are in the Apple Valley Studio. Tonight we're critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight is about peace, and peace begins with me. Now, tonight we, Dr. Mo, will be talking about peace, peace, and more peace. In this country, in this land right now, we need peace and unity. Now, the Apostle Paul starts off all of his letters with a prayer that grace and peace will come out to the readers, But he never uses a verb. He never says grace and peace be to you or grace and peace come to you. He assumes the verb. Peter does make it explicit. He begins both his letters. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Paul would be very happy with this verb. It's what he means when he says 13 times grace to you and peace. The verb behind Be multiplied is used 12 times in the New Testament and always means increase, move from a lesser to a greater. Some other key things I want to point out that are good when we talk about peace. There are seven different experiences of peace. Grace and peace are experienced. Also, grace and peace vary in different measures in our lives. Also, there's always more grace and peace to be enjoyed. Grace and peace are multiplied by God and God only. Grace and peace are multiplied by God through human means. That means God may send somebody in your life that can provide you with peace and grace. And also, one means of multiplied grace and peace is prayer. Prayer can always be peaceful, spiritual. It can always, of course, mean grace and knowledgeable, too. And another means of multiply grace and peace is the epistle of the words that are introduced within Paul and his letters that he was eligible to write. So tonight you're going to learn about peace. You're going to learn about grace. I want to know, do you guys know how to be peaceful? Do you guys know how to be graceful? Well, if you don't know how to be either, maybe you haven't learned. Well, tonight you're going to learn about peace and grace and what Dr. Moore has been given from the Lord. You're going to learn about that tonight how to have grace, how to have peace, and how to sustain during this day and age and this dispensation, and everything that we have going on. Um, real quick, if you're on social media, on Sunday morning at 11.38, and we have our virtual of Facebook church, Facebook church Blessings Brother's Radio presents the Greater All-Nation Church of Jesus Christ, virtual Facebook church on Facebook. So if you're on social media. Now, if you listen to us on the Internet, for our show. That means you can go to social media for Facebook. And you can listen to us. The Facebook page is Lessons by Grace Radio. That is our page for Facebook. And we're on at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard time zone for the United States for the state of California. So if you're in another state, then it would either be Central, which is going to be two hours different, and Central is Two hours difference, that means it'll be 1.30 p.m. your time. Mountain is one hour difference. It would be 12.30 p.m. your time. And then also you have Eastern Time Zone, which would be 2.30 p.m. your time. And if you're anywhere else in the world, just think about how many hours you are from California. And at that time would be the time we're coming on. If you're in Africa, you're about nine hours difference. So we come on at 11.30 So you'll be about 8.30 p.m. Your time would be on on Sunday. For us, it's morning time. So we'll be on at that time. If you're anywhere else like Yemen and other places, which is an 11-hour time difference. So that means it would literally be around 10.30 in the p.m. for you there. So, And depending on where you are, you can listen to us live on Facebook. We'll be there every Sunday morning until we're eligible to go back to our church. We will be there on the virtual church. On Facebook Live. So tune in, everybody. And if you don't have a social media band up together with somebody in your family, your neighbors, your friends that has a social media, so you guys can watch together and share, 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 share this broadcast. Like you always do. Share our Facebook virtual church, like you always do. Keep sharing. We're trying to get Dr. Moore to be a viral sensation because he's preaching the unadulterated gospel. He's not doing anything but God's holy word the way God has given it to Ron Uncut. He's not sugarcoating it for you and me. He's breaking it down exactly how God wants it to be broken down. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Offer Moore. bless.
1: Just getting ready your land tonight,
0: <clears throat> amen, and
1: thank God for our announcement again, praise the Lord, bringing us on as usual, letting us know, amen, our insight on the word peace tonight. Praise the Lord, amen. If we ever needed peace, we need it right now. Tonight is Thursday night, as we come on, we're going to bring you food for folks tonight. Amen, from this particular word We're going into the word of God Open your hearts and minds Amen, that you can Read these scriptures and hear What the Lord is saying In these latter days Amen Very briefly, amen St. John, the 14th chapter Verse 23 and 27 Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abortions with him. He that loveth me, he that love me not, keep it's not my saying. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. <clears> These <throat> the things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, giveth I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. First Thessalonians 5 and 23, And the very God of peace, sanctify ye whole. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming Of our Lord Jesus Christ We want to Talk about peace tonight God Peace Keeps our heart and mind Secure In this Troublesome world God peace Keeps our heart and mind It keeps us Secure In this, amen, troublesome world. Psalm 119, 65, say, Great peace have they with love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. We can have great peace if we keep the law of the commandments of the Lord. And nothing shall offend you, no matter what we are facing or come up against. If we keep God's word, the Lord will keep us in perfect peace. We're living in a time of trouble. Peace in time of trouble. God wants to find some peacemakers. For today A world is looking for peace A world is looking In the wrong places Peace is promised Peace is given And peace is received A place of possession Perfect peace is within, a place of peace, peace that passes understanding. The law of you and I tonight is to have peace in a confusion world that we are living in, the Lord is still speaking to us through his word. Peace is a pleasant to the human soul. If we can have peace in our souls, that's very pleasant. To be satisfied, a story must contain a conflict that the author works to resolve. People in a stage of unrest. Naturally, they seek peace, and that throws my mind to where we are right now. We are in a stage of unrest. We got COVID nineteen. We got the rioting and looting. We got earthquakes. And God knows what else. We are in a state of unrest. Order is preferred to the chaos. In the creation narrated, God was portrayed as an established order on the earth. God wanted order on the earth. He in the peaceful garden of Eden. It was peace in the garden of Eden. And that's how God intended for it to be in the world. But we know something happened in the garden of Eden and broke that peaceful relationship with God And Eve Humanity's love For peace Can be traced To the image of God In Genesis 1 26 God said let us make man In our own image In our own likeness You can go back that far And you can trace Amen peace Humanity was made To Live among one another in peace, or with peace. Unfortunately, sin has come and tamed the one perfect creation we inhabit. It introduced a disorderly into our relationship. With God Sin took away peace When he disobeyed The law of God And Adam followed her it took away Peace With God and each other Not only did it take peace away from God But there was a Discrimination among them When they knew they had Did wrong But before They had did wrong There was a solemn Peace Among them In spite of our Best effort The peace We crave often eludes our grasping, but we are not doomed to live in coerce. As Christians, we possess God's word, which teaches us how to order our lives. As believers, we ought to know how to order our lives From the word of God This truth allows The psalmist He said great peace Have they Which love the law If you love the law Or the commandments of the Lord You will have great peace In your life And nothing shall Offend them Psalm 119 and one sixty-five. In addition, peace is listed as one of the qualifications the spirit to bring to our life. Peace, and we are also encouraged to pursue peace. Go after peace Look for peace Be a peacemaker Galatians 5 22 and 1 Peter 3 and 1 We in a time now that The whole world is in a Chaotic state, And they're looking for this little word That we are talking about tonight Is peace the Hebrew word, shallow, it often translates it to be peace. In the Old Testament, can also carry the idea of wholesomeness, of completeness. I got peace within me. I'm whole. I'm complete. There is nothing in my life is disturbing me us to destroy me because I'm keeping the law of God. I'm keeping the commandments of the Lord. God desires for us to be at peace. God desires for us to be at peace with one another. That is his desire. But this entails more they're simply not being in a conflict. Peace also involves living up to the potential God designed humans to fulfill. you got to live up to the potential, amen, if you want peace. God made the way for us to have peace. But there is something we have to do in as humanity. We got to live up to God's potential. Not a man try to bring God down to our potential. In that I was looking at the service of George
0: Floyd.
1: And they was done everything that there was to seem to bring peace. But there was one thing that was like it. Humanity cannot bring peace with its own strength, his own motive, his own desire. You can't bring peace. It includes both. in the tranquility and positive action to maintain peace in our relationship with others. We got to have, amen, a relationship among each other. Just because we march, and it's a good thing, and just because we protest, it don't mean we have a relationship. Well, you say, Bishop, we're trying to get there. That's a good start. Trying to get there We are at peace When we worship God Wholeheartedly And love our neighbor generally And work to establish God Juster in the world If we want peace We got to worship God God is our priority Without putting him first You will not have peace I don't care how much we march. I don't care how hard we protest. If you don't put God first. I didn't hear too much about putting God first. Out of all the thousands of people that march, I didn't hear nobody too much talking about we got to put God first. I didn't hear too much. But people say, we got to repent and make God our priority. You can't do it on your own. We got to have love for our neighbors and work to accept God's justice in the world. Do you really have love for your neighbors, or is this all a, 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 a temporary front? Do you really have love for your neighbors? Just think on it. As we talk about this word, peace, God is looking for peacemakers for today. The world is looking for peace. One does not have to look for to see that Countless people in the world, they are lacking peace. There are countless millions of folks in the world that lacking peace. They don't have no peace within their lives. They are existing, but they don't have peace. Walls are being wedged throughout our world. And there is no indication this really will change in the near future. We're going to have walls because Jesus said you're going to have walls and rumors of the wall. But he told the Christians, don't let your heart be troubled. Rich and powerful people continue to oppress those that is under their control. You can't have peace when you got rich and powerful people in high places oppressing the poor. You can't have peace. And this is what Jesus began, amen, to talk to his disciples about political control continue to trump their solution to society the problem. But their problem rang falsely. The truth is that despite all of their your efforts, Humanity will never be able to find peace apart from a righteous relationship with this creator. It doesn't make any difference. If you don't have a right relationship with your creator, you ain't going to find peace. Universal. I'm talking to the world. You got to find peace with the one that created you. The one that Man was made in his own, in his likeness and his image. It was no confusion when God made man. God found peace. Our lesson text consists of the first part of Jesus' answer to the question of Judah, not Judah Israël. He asked in the previous verse, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Here was a carnality, man asking Jesus a question. You see, when you do not recognize your creator and you can't see him for who he really is. You will ask the question. They didn't realize, amen, who they was talking to. God had manifested himself in the flesh and come down to walk among mankind, but they couldn't see that. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? John 14 and 22. At first glimpse, it might be difficult to understand why Jesus seemed to have born asking his question directly. We will look, we will work to understand the meaning of Jesus answering John, uh, answering in John 14, 23 through 27. It'll tell us, to begin with, it is helpful to realize that within the large contents of the section of John's gospel, Judah's question reflected the disciples' anxiety Relating to Jesus' intimate department. Those (coughs) disciples were not at rest. Those disciples were not at peace. Even they didn't realize they had the Prince of Peace among them, they had anxiety. They were troubled. And Jesus informed them, whether I go, you cannot come. John thirteen and thirty three. Here it is: the young man just got attached to Jesus, hoping that he was the Messiah of the world. <laughs> now he's talking about leaving them. They was not at peace. Peter. Thomas and the others immediately began to wonder where Jesus would be going and why they would wouldn't be able to accomplish him and what road would he take John 13 36 and 37 They thought they were following just a natural man. Not realizing, amen, that the Spirit of God put on flesh and come down to walk in the midst of mankind. They didn't realize that God is with us right now. And many people today don't realize that God is with us, not in the flesh. But he is in the spirit, and we can't recognize him. So we are perplexed. While these questions were somewhat misguided, unnecessarily, Jesus further explained it is not difficult to understand how the Disciple was feeling They were distressed Oh they had Everything they needed right there with them But they didn't have The peace with them See you can't do it on your Human ability You can't work out this thing On your human ability We need a greater power That we must look to Than look to humanity Jesus was leaving them after only a few short years. This would entail a disruption of their expectation. They wanted Jesus to continue to leave them. They wanted to hear the words dropping from the lips of Jesus. It ensured them. Now he's talking about leaving them. And they were struggling to find an answer about the uncertain future. Don't you think that amen that puts us in the time of this epidemic? Amen. The struggling amen of humanity is trying to find an answer to the problem of the life that we are facing right now. We are struggling. The whole world is struggling. Trying to find The answer There is an answer Far from being Calm and peaceful They were overcome by Worry Isn't that like us right now We are, amen, far from being Peaceful, no matter how much We say, go home Amen, be in peace. We are far from being peaceful. If you could just look into the minds of people, you could see, amen, they're far from being peaceful. They're worried. They're wondering what's going to happen next. What we got to face the next? What kind of Event a kind of problem is going to arise next we already upset we already worried In the 20th century We often find ourselves in a simple Emotional state Yes, when man Supposed to be Educated Man supposed to Learn how to Live better In life, but we find ourselves, amen, with a similar emotion, a similar state. We are unstable. We are unstable because we don't have the answer. When we complete, when we complete the future, we often have more questions than answers. We will have. We don't have enough money to retire. That is the first thing, Amen, that we bring up. We don't work fifteen to twenty years, sometimes thirty, and amen. Always think about a retirement. I don't we won't have enough money to retire. We're facing a problem. We'll have a cure and serve God people. We worry about our children. Will our children serve God faithful? We got a problem. Will we survive a struggle with cancer? We got a problem. These are questions. Certain concern of certainty. I have a life to disciple. We are often asked, The wrong question We often ask The wrong question Uncertainty About the future Will always be a part Of the human condition As long as there Is human being Upon the earth They're going to be uncertain about the future Only somebody can see the future Is Jesus himself Yet there is a way to live in peace. Yet there is a way to live in peace. Come what may, we must place our confidence in God's goodness and his ability to ensure that all things work together for good to them that love us God. To them who are called According to his purpose Romans 8 and 28 we must put our Confidence our ability In God Who created mankind Put his spirit In mankind We must put our Confidence in the Lord We asking the wrong question The world is looking in the wrong places for peace. As in liking peace was not sufficient, it is not a sufficient problem. Our misplacing effort to find peace others simply added to our turmoil. Our individual Comment by Emma Payne can find release by dulling his sense of thoughts with virus meaning. Go find some entertainment somewhere, he dulled his thoughts. Alcohol would dull his thoughts. Drugs would dull his thoughts. He listens to sexual activity with dull is thought. these are temporary things but it a dull is thoughts. it is possible to the temporary escape from the economy difficult by changing expense on a credit card I got a credit card I, I, I mean I, I can buy my way out of this. If one is struggling to get alone with his co-worker, taking a vacation will provide a short-term release. But it is easy to see that these quick fixes are avoiding the real part of the problem. So we got to we are bought in the real heart of the problem we're trying to find something and fix something and don't want to go to the real source the only way to find lasting peace is through an intimate connection with jesus christ if we want to find peace beloved you that listen to me tonight Spread this on. If you want to find peace, you're going to have to find Jesus. You're going to have to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior if you really want to find peace. You can march till your legs fall off. But if you don't include Jesus in it, you ain't going to find peace. You ain't going to find love, and you ain't going to find justice. when Jesus informed the disciples, yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you sees me. Judah and the other must have experienced profound disappointment in John 14 and 19. The disciples had hoped thee larger population would recognize Jesus as their true Messiah. If Jesus was preparing to leave them now, what would become of their dreams of an earthly Jewish kingdom? If Jesus was going to leave us now, our dreams are shattered. Our thought for the future is over with because the one that we thought was going to lead us and was going to be the Messiah, he's going to leave us. That's when Jesus said, my ways are not like your ways, neither my thoughts like your thoughts. This was a Jewish kingdom they wanted built. They expected Jesus, the Messiah, to establish an ethnic Israel. As a political power in a world dominated by the Roman Empire. After the resurrection, the disciples remained confused on this point. They asked, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Acts 16, I mean, six, 1 and 6. They wanted to know, Lord, are you going to at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? In this light, Judah's question began to make more sense. Lord, they did recognize him as Lord. How is it that thou will manifest thyself to us and not unto the world? John 14 and 22. Judah seems to have been implied that Jesus could not leave because his messianic test was not completed. The crowd had eaten the bread and received the miracles but the widespread it a claim for Jesus that the Messiah, that the disciples desired, had not come about. Indeed, Jesus had often restricted to the crowd, intended to make him a king, John 6 and 15. They, 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 the crowd was there because they saw the miracle. They saw the the manifestation of the power of God. They wanted Jesus to be made a king, a earthly king. They weren't really looking for peace. Judah wanted to know why Jesus had revealed his true identity to the small inner circle only which allowed the larger world to remain in darkness. Jesus had a, amen. He had a point. He knew what he would have done. He knew the world wasn't going to receive him. In Jesus' answer, we see him generally rejecting Judah's attention to the most critical issue Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Can you hear that at this time, uh, this epidemic and troubles and trials we are in? Jesus said, if you love me, if you love Jesus, he said, you will keep my words. And my Father will love him. He said, God will love you if you obey my words. And we will come unto him, and we will make our abhorment with him. Jesus said, I will live within you. I will stay within you. But my words got to abide in you. He that loveth me, keepeth not my same. You can tell whether somebody loved Jesus or not Because if you don't love him You ain't going to obey him It's just that simple And you will say Well I love Jesus Well if you love him You will obey him But it's showing you amen That we don't love him amen Like we say we do because we don't obey him And when I say we I'm talking to those that are disobedient I'm not talking about the real Christian that then gave up the lies to him. They love him because they obey him. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Jesus will letting them know the words that I'm speaking, they are not my words, but it is the words of my Father that sent me. I'm only a vessel. I'm just a tool that my father is using, but it is the Father that is speaking through me. John fourteen twenty three through twenty four. You see Jesus was telling Judah and the other present that would be important in the future would be whether they obey him, love him. And have a relationship with Him. Where are we today? Do you obey the word of God? Do you love the Lord? Do you have a relationship with Him? Or are you trying to fix it on your own? You can't have peace on your own. I don't care how many meetings we have. I don't care what Congress say. I don't care what the president say. We can't have peace on our own. We gotta have a relationship. With him, not which nation have political power. It's not which nation holds the political power. The power is in Jesus Christ. When the disciple was slow to understand, was that Jesus loved and desired to redeem the entire world. Not just the Jews. St. John 3 and 16. Not just the Jews. But Jesus was trying to get their attention. I come not to die for just a certain ethnic group, but I come to die for the whole world. Jesus adjusted that concept to be those who love me and keep my words as opposed to those who do not love me and keep not my words. The question is in the air tonight to America, to, amen, Germany, to China, Italy, Spain, all over the universe, do you love Jesus? If you want to see things change, you must make him first priority. Your council meeting is good, but you better put the Prince of Peace ahead of your council meetings. Jesus was preparing them for the time in the near future when the Holy Spirit would be poured out on both Jews and Gentiles, who would make up their new peoples of God. Jesus was preparing them for a future event that was coming. That God was going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, not just to the lost house of Israel, but upon all flesh, both Jew and Gentile. He Chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. The disciples were looking for political peace. Established by a miraculous power. They were looking for, amen, natural peace. They wanted Jesus, amen, here to be their king because they knew he had power. Jesus was preparing to submit himself to the cross. That's what he was getting ready to do, which would pave the way for true peace to be made between creation and the creator. True peace now is supposed to come because Jesus was getting ready, amen, is to give his life for a sinful world. He was informed. He would inform them. They would look for peace in the wrong places. Isn't that what we're doing today? Are we looking for peace in the wrong places? We're looking in the wrong places, United States, for peace. You're looking for your government, your president, your congressmen, your church. Look for Jesus. If you want that real, transcritical peace. That everlasting peace You got to look To the prince of peace And some It expressed a problem A profound truth When he declared Some Trust in chariots And some In horses But we will Remember the name Of the Lord our God Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in armed forces. Nobody can come and disrupt our nation because we got all the political power we need. Some trust in armed forces. And some trust in security. In horses. But our security is not found In the power structure Of the world But in our connection To our God That's where our power is at Is in our God Oh praise him You're looking for peace Peace tonight Many people Erroneously believe that if they Could only solve All their problems They would experience peace if they only could. But Christian peace transcends the trouble that exists and will always exist in our life. You got to have Jesus on the inside of you. Amen. Is to have that kind of peace. You got to have Jesus. That means you got to deny yourself. You got to put yourself. Your flesh under subjection and let, amen. You got to let Jesus know He is ahead of your life and you are obeying His word, not you trying to make Him obey your words. We can have peace. Not because everyone, everything is right in the world now, but because we trust that God is in control and that He will make. All things right at the end. That's what we have peace with. Amen. Because we know that Jesus is in control. Jesus worked to assure his disciples that their security and will bring were not dependent upon their continuously body. Present on earth. Of course, this would require them to rethink their preconceived idea about missions of the Jewish Messiah. Jesus explained it would be necessary for me to go away, but he would not leave them utterly alone. These things have I spoke unto you, being yet present with you. But the comfort which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you. That was a future thing. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Whosoever I have sent unto you, John 14, 25, and 26. Listen, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world has, but my peace I give unto you. My beloved, if you want to find peace, you're going to have to surrender your soul unto Jesus. If you don't surrender your soul unto Jesus, all we're going to do is march. All we going to do is talk. But that's a temporary thing you have. You want eternal peace, you're going to have to find and acknowledge the Prince of Peace. This is Dr. Moore says, my time is out. God bless you. Until next time.
0: That was extraordinary from Dr. Moore. Hopefully next week he will continue on peace because right now our country needs healing and peace. We'll be back next week. God bless, speed, God and good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Fresh groceries are Kroger's thing. That's why they do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from farms to Kroger stores. And pick and pack every blue, Raz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care because they believe in treating your food the same way they'd want theirs to be treated. It's kind of like the golden rule, only for like fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. They're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.